Hello and welcome to Perfectly Paranormal, episode 56. My name's Anna Schmidt, and I'm here every week to share with you true paranormal encounters and information about devils, demons, and dark energy beings that no one else talks about. And today we're talking children, spirits, ghosts, and dark looming figures, and why they sense the paranormal world more than adults do, or really want to. And I share my thoughts and observations on children and why they're so open to the supernatural world that is all around us. And we've got two rather interesting experiences to be shared by parents today about what their children experienced, what they saw in the homes, how the entities followed them everywhere and why. The following paranormal experience was shared with Helen by her six-year-old son, Jamie. And I have to say, I found it totally fascinating, as I've never heard dark entities described this way before and in such detail, especially by a six-year-old. Now, Jamie is a very observant child, and he told his story in a very calm manner, with absolute detail. And as we've said before, children are extremely aware of the paranormal world around us, and some of them are very, very sensitive to the energy, both angelic and the darker energy. Now, Jamie has called his story The Dust Man. Now, Helen, the mum, knew that her son was not making up the following dark experience, as he accurately described symptoms of dark energy presence in the home, such as seeing black apparitions, sort of shadowy shapes, which followed him everywhere around the house, also in the backyard. And Jamie was also experiencing really random headaches, and his normally peaceful sleep was being constantly disrupted by nightmarish images. Now, this is the email that I received from Helen. Hi, Anna. I am concerned about a dark presence in my home. Now, Jamie said he has seen it numerous times, and I'm sharing this information with you just as Jamie told me, and I hope it makes sense. He follows me around the house day and night. He is a tall, thin, black figure who comes mostly at night time and he told me he loves night time because he thinks that I can't see him, but I actually can. He is a dusty person, half dust and half person, and he turns to dust when he disappears. He's all black and his hood has a small bent stick in the middle of his head and this stick bends towards the back of his head. He has baggy black clothes and really smooth black shoes. And he comes out of nowhere and he never talks. He has a mask over his eyes and his mouth, but he knows where he's going because he's magic. He doesn't want anyone to see his body because he's got reddish blackish skin. So he wears black gloves and he sometimes takes these gloves off, but you still can't see his hands because he pulls his sleeves down to cover his hands. 
I see him in my dreams, and he sometimes walks on the bricks that I dream about. Now, Helen told me that this was the first time that she'd heard about this dustman person, this dustman figure in her house. But she said Jamie thinks he's been hanging around for about a week. And Jamie had been getting headaches for around about the last five to six days. I'd taken him to the doctor and he didn't have any medical symptoms. So I put the headaches down to his body using that as a sign of paranormal presence in the home. Now, after reading Helen's email, I replied immediately, sharing my thoughts as to what this dark entity could be and why it's in the home. Now, Helen gave me permission to tune into her home remotely, and you'll never guess what I found. Not one, but four demonic level beings. Now, they were loitering in Jamie's bedroom. I think they thought that I wouldn't see them if they were hiding in a corner and hiding in a dark space. But with my dowsing in my paranormal senses, my spidey senses, I knew there was something there as soon as I tuned into the house. And I just went through every room until I found them. Now, they didn't like the fact that I could sense them. And they were kind of unusual as their connection to the house was not the usual emotional or trauma energy imprints that I find is what draws these beings into people's homes. They're usually after a vibration, that's what attracts them. But these beings were the product of black magic. They had been conjured and these beings had used energy portals to enter the home. Now, they were sent by a very hateful lady who we're not going to name because I'm not about shaming people, but she knows who she is. Now, she disliked this family and she would do anything to create mental and emotional disruption, which is rather nasty. Like, seriously, can't people find better things to do with their time? Now, the following information should be noted by energy clearers. Jamie told his mother that he only saw one energy being. But that doesn't mean that there's one present. Like I said, I found four. I knew by the density of the energy that was there that there was more than one. Now, these four demonic entities projected this image of a single dark figure into Jamie's mind, as this was more likely to be understood by a young child. And these beings simply followed him around the house. It didn't hurt or harm him in any way. Now, energy workers should always check and double check the number of energy beings present in homes so that none are left lurking in the home after the energy clearing is finished because these beings, they're really sneaky. You have to understand how they think. And then sometimes they can cloak themselves and they can hide in the dark corners of rooms. I actually found one in an attic one day, thought I'd missed it. I'm like, no, I know there's something here. And I went back through every room and I found it. Anyway, back to the story. Now, these four entities, they knew the gig was up and they relinquished their hold on the house. So I had to diffuse the black magic and I had to close the portals. And then these four beings just simply left the home and went back out into the environment or they went back to the dark magic realm. I never asked them where they're going. I simply ask that they leave the house, leave the property, leave the child, leave the family. Now, the following day, 
Jamie woke up after a really peaceful sleep. And he's such a lovely boy. Like seriously, he wanted to thank the energy doctor, as he calls me, for getting rid of the dust man. And he rummaged through the pantry cupboards and he found a blank greeting card. And this is what he wrote. Thank you for taking the dust man away. And he signed his name. God love him. His mum found the card on the kitchen table that morning and she sent me a photo of it. And I was really chuffed. I was like, oh, super, super tickled pink to think that a six-year-old would give me such a memorable thank you. Now, the idea that children may be more open to sensing the paranormal may scare some adults. But on the other hand, some adults are open to the possibility of their children, sort of aged two to six years old, having a heightened sensitivity to paranormal phenomena. Seriously, children, they just see what we don't as adults. People like me are an exception because I'm just super sensitive, always have been. But within a lot of adults, it gets pushed to the background. Like it gets put in a box because you're busy with your daily lives. Oh, and don't forget, if you like the content of this podcast and you don't want to miss any future episodes, please subscribe. And you can share with your friends so we can get the message out there. We can spread the message about these paranormal pranksters and what they get up to in our homes. I would really appreciate it. Now, like I said, most children are naturally sensitive to these beings and they're very curious. They're not frightened. They're curious and they're very open-minded. Now, here is a short story for you from a client's four-year-old daughter. She had long-term experience with a very dark shape that was present in their home. And I've called this experience Mia's Dark Follower. Now, like I said, Mia was four years old and she'd had sleep issues ever since the family moved into this home. She would often wake up screaming and frightened and couldn't really tell her parents why or what she was seeing or feeling in her bedroom. Until, you're going to love this, until one afternoon when the family were watching a very well-known magical movie with some rather dark, scary sort of wafting creatures. You'll know the one that I mean. And Mia instantly pointed to her bedroom and said, Mort, Mort. She'd finally found a way to tell her parents about what she'd been seeing in the house since they'd moved in sort of two to three years ago. Now, who is this Mort? We're going to get to that. Now, this gets even more interesting when Ben, the father, employs me to do a house clearing. Like we had a conversation on the phone. I always talk to my clients whether it's through email or through a phone call. And he said that his daughter had been seeing the shape in the house. And ever since she'd watched that movie, she'd given it a name and she would point to it and she would say, Mort, Mort. And the parents were like, I'm not seeing nothing. I don't know what's there. But we know that her sleep has been disturbed and there were other signs and symptoms. So when I started this job, it was rather interesting. As I do when I start any house clearing job, 
I get set up, I have my pendulum, I have my charts, and I sit there and I ground myself. And I always say out loud, I've been employed to clear this home of all detrimental energy. And any paranormal beings present will need to move house by, and I give the day, which was Friday in this case. You will not be harmed in any way during this house clearing process. You just simply need to find a new place to inhabit. As I was looking at the photo of the house on my laptop, sort of making this statement, and sometimes I say it a couple of times because I'm a bit OCD, out of the corner of my eye, I suddenly saw a very tall, thin, black, wavering presence here in my home. Now, this was really fascinating. It stood right next to my work table and it observed me for about five seconds and then it instantly disappeared. And I went, aha, I see you. As I say to them quite often, I like to make it a little bit more humorous. You know, and I looked at that space and I just laughed. It's like, I know now what Mia has been seeing. These beings will quite often, when they know I'm about to start a job, they will come and observe me. Or, in this case, this being may have been making its presence known, trying to frighten me in some way. Like, seriously, as if I'm going to be frightened by a tall, black, sort of wavering line that was in my home. And it was very dense, like the energy was quite dense. I didn't feel any side effects from it, but I think probably because it was such a a short experience. But, you know, to all the sceptics out there, when I tune into homes, I never expect to see or hear anything. I go into my work as what I call a blank slate. I'm simply going to observe and document and clear everything that I find. Because I work out of respect and I'm really courteous with these energy beings present in homes because respect goes a long way and it makes for a very friendly, productive house clearing. But I have to say that my paranormal addict in me (laughs) was quite excited to see this tall, wavering image. And I emailed Ben in that moment and I wrote, I have seen Mort and I know that he or them knows that it's time to move out. So over the next few days, I did this house clearing and it went really, really well. Like I went through every room in the home. I cleared the land. I cleared all the outbuildings of any emotional imprints, trauma imprints, anything that might keep these energy beings present in the home. Like there was no hiccups with this job and the house was clear of all paranormal beings and There was a lot of long-term energetic imprints in this home, like they'd gone back for about 45 years. When I spoke to Ben about, oh no, it was about four or five days later, he said that the home felt lighter, it felt brighter. And he said that Mia was now sleeping through the night. And I've spoken to him after that time. And he said, sometimes she wakes up, sometimes she goes back to sleep again. She might have a little cry in the night. When children and adults had paranormal experiences as part of their lives for years, sometimes it takes a while for the brain to unlearn those experiences. So not every scratch or every sound or every sort of moving shape that you see in a home 
can be a paranormal being. I mean, it might be a car driving by. There might be a gap in the curtains. There might be a little flash of light or a bit of dark that comes in or a shadowy corner. Or something falls in the wardrobe and you hear this bump and this scratch. Not everything is paranormal. But Mia's behaviours and her sleep have really improved since this house clearing was done. And you know what? It's really interesting that if Mia hadn't watched that particular movie, she wouldn't have found a way to explain to her parents what she'd been seeing in the house because no one else could see it or sense it or feel it in any way. There was nothing out of the ordinary to the parents. You know, because when you move into a house, you feel it a certain way, right? And when a house clearer comes in and does a clearing, the energy changes. Like, it seriously makes a big difference in the home. And I must say that these paranormal beings, they haven't been back to the house. Now, like I mentioned earlier, not all nightmares or things that go bump in the night are paranormal. And I talked about this back in episode 26 of this podcast where I shared some of my unusual experiences and how I debunked them. Like, even though I'm a paranormal specialist and a paranormal addict, is that I don't expect paranormal beings to be everywhere in every situation. They're causing every problem. You've always got to do the debunking. You look through the house. Are there any electrical issues? Are there any animals in the roof? Do you have a rodent problem? Are any of your white goods, do any of them have any issues? You know, do you need to see a plumber? Do you need to see an electrician? You've got to do the debunking. Never assume anything is paranormal. Now, children do have very vivid and active imaginations, as we know. And sometimes imaginary friends might not be imaginary. So always observe your children, their behaviours, their sleep patterns their eating patterns, the way they interact with the family. If anything changes suddenly or you just feel that there's something not right, please take them to see the doctor. See a mental health professional if it's appropriate. But if those two professional areas can't find the cause, then it might be paranormal. It might be energetic. It might be something in the home that needs attention. Now with this home, Ben knew that his daughter was having sleep issues, but he also had a friend that is a friend of mine. She's a fellow house healer. She'd been in the house and she actually messaged me and went, I think you need to speak to this friend of mine. She'd been in the house a few times. She knew there was something not quite right, but she couldn't put a finger on it. And she thought that I would be interested As we all know, I love the paranormal and I'm always interested in seeing what's going on in people's homes. Homes have history and the paranormal beings that are there sort of alert us to the history that's in these homes, the energetic history. I've also heard it explained by some spiritual friends of mine that children are more attuned to spiritual or paranormal experiences due to their close proximity to the pre-birth state. Some spiritual experts and in their traditions believe that individuals have a connection to the spiritual realm before birth. And children may retain some of that sensitivity to this connection in their early years. Now, this connection could explain how kids are more perceptive than adults. You know, adults, as we know, we lead really busy lives and we don't often have time to stop and think about the energy world around us. 
And most of all, we often become desensitised to it over time. So I hope you've enjoyed Jamie and Ben's sharing of their paranormal experiences today. And don't forget that if you want to share one of your paranormal experiences, or you've got a question, I'm always up for answering people's questions. You can email me at spiritualbeing44 at gmail.com. So in episode 57, we are talking with Linda Lang from thoughtchange.com. Linda is a fellow energy worker who encounters paranormal entities in her work. Now, Linda shares how the supernatural world ties in with her powerful spiritual and energetic healing work and how she handles the paranormal interactions and attachments of unseen energy beings within some of her clients. And Linda also shares some really, really fascinating personal experiences for you from the ancient mummy who appears in her bedroom one night to the spirit in her home who thought it was really funny to communicate through constantly flickering the lights. So thank you for joining me today. And don't forget, if you want to share a paranormal experience just with myself, or you would like me to share one of your experiences through my podcast, you can do a voice recording or you can write out your experience and I will read it exactly as you have written. You can email me at spiritualbeing44 at gmail.com And for information on paranormal house clearing, you can visit my website, Spiritual Being. You will find the address in the description box. And I look forward to sharing this spooky space again with you next week. And remember, life is perfectly paranormal. <laughs>